sex and magic. In this episode we dive deep into shadow work, what it means to really be a paradigm shifter as we transition to this new earth and so so much more. This episode is packed with juicy magic and wisdom and I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Welcome, beautiful souls, and welcome, Miyasha and Ruben, to Love, Sex, and Magic, also known as the Ascension Seed on Instagram. You two are just pure magic, pure love, and I'm just so grateful that you agreed to come on the show. I absolutely adore following you guys every time you share a video of your gifts, your magic, your songs, your... It's like it transports me to another to another place. So thank you so much for sharing your gifts. And I'm so excited to have you here for this conversation. Oh, thank, thank you so, you so much. much. What an honour. So amazing to feel, uh, yeah, the reflection we're, we, 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 we were saying just today. It's so, uh, it's so common for us to see, like, where we where we need to grow and what more we need to do in our lives and when we hear people speaking how they receive us it's it's such an affirmation that like you know we are enough already so thank you so much for that reflection mm, so grateful to be here love and you know it's such an honor to to feel how our expression has touched you so deeply so thank you thank you for those words and thank you for the invitation to this space and we're so excited to co-create with you Yes, well, your expression is touching many, many lives. And, you know, I'm sure through the transmission of this episode, it's going to reach more and more souls who truly need your magic. So let's get started with like, like, I'd love to just hear about your journey into how you're doing what you're doing now. Where did this all start for you both? How did you meet? How did you decide to co-create together? What's the story? We actually met um, at a reggae dance, Channel One Sound System in London, which we'd both been going to Channel One for many years. Um, But neither of us had been in a while. And anyway, we'd been going through our journeys, uh, you know, separately, our spiritual journeys. And there was definitely this big acceleration for both of us. You know, I know from my own experience and then from what Ruben shared afterwards, 
we'd both been feeling this real quickening of like all the deeper layers of healing and self-love and shadow illumination and like you know clearing and resolving ancestral energies from our you know what we inherited from our parents and the relational dynamics and there's just loads of inner work that was really starting to manifest outwardly in the people that we were attracting and the connections we were making and the way that we were both stepping forward to serve God and to serve love and um, both just feeling ready to really just like share the energy that was flowing through us, the creative energy, you know, share the love in our hearts, share the wisdom of our journeys. Um, and I'd sort of had a, for about a year before I met Ruben, I'd been in a process. I started my business online and started, you know, doing client work and sharing my gifts. But there was, you know, there was still a kind of another level of which I was like, I was just getting ready to really break through. And so right before I met Ruben, literally the month before I'd, been on the sound healing training it was sound healing and devotional song it was like a retreat and three-week training and it was so deep you know three weeks like no phones and beautiful nature every day working with sound and cacao and like singing and clearing and healing and then also you got initiated into space holding with sound um and it was just such a beautiful time and I feel like I jumped timelines massively <laughs> to become who I needed to be in order for me and Ruben to to come into alignment with meeting and within a couple of days of of getting back um you know I met Ruben and I was in this amazing energy and felt so myself and so free and he'd been you know in his own way in, in a similar journey and we we met at Channel One and through someone that I kind of vaguely knew a little bit in the kind of spiritual conscious community in London and Ruben had known him for years and we didn't even speak very much but there was this energy I was like what I, I just felt both of us were dancing next to each other. It was like we created this vortex and everyone was almost like spreading out around us in this space. Wow. Like, we were together. We weren't like, like trying to connect with each other, but we were like so connected. We were both in deep spiritual devotion with the music, like feeling the spiritual aspect of reggae, like in a whole new way because of our consciousness. And it was just so powerful. And afterwards we were like, whoa. And then we actually spoke for the first time. And I was thinking like, oh, he was like, oh, you know, what have you been up to? And I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing. I was like, I've just been on this like sound healing training, expecting him to be a bit like, you know, I was like, yeah, doing like devotional song. He's like, oh, do you mean like mantra? And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? And then he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. So we exchanged numbers. And um, I, I, I was just coming out of this relationship that had been a karmic relationship where I'd healed and grown loads, but it had been super tumultuous. So I was kind of like, I'd broken up with that partner when I went on sound healing training. And then we temporarily got back together just for a short amount of time just before I met Ruben. But he was away at the time. I met Ruben and we would, I was just thinking, oh, this is like someone I could be friends with. Anyway, we, we exchanged a, a few messages. And I think we even mentioned collaborating like, already somehow. I don't even know. When we looked at our, our DMs, it was already like, oh, yeah, we should like co-create. And we were like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Something else was asked, you know, was calling that forward. Um, and then... Yeah, and then we did speak for about two weeks, and then I ended it completely for good with my ex, and like you know moved out of the house. And and, and this is the beautiful thing actually. When I asked Ruben where he lived when he was uh, when we met at Channel One, he was like, "Oh, I live in Broccoli, and that's where I grew up, right?" And I was about I technically just moved back there, but then I was like, "Oh, but I just moved back there." But then I got back to my ex. I was like, "Oh, I kind of I'm meant to be moving back to Broccoli, but now I'm not." And I was like, "Oh, that doesn't feel right." I'm like, "I'm meant to be moving back to Broccoli too." And so then. Two weeks later, I messaged him. I was like, oh, guess what? I moved back to Brooklyn. And turns out that he was literally living around the corner from me. You know, and he'd never lived in Brooklyn. Wow. He was living at his dad's house. He'd lived in Brooklyn for years. And he'd never lived, lived with his dad before at this point. So then I messaged him literally the day I moved back. I was like, I've just moved back to Brooklyn. And I was like, I've just come out of this situation. It was really intense. Um, and he was like, I really know what you mean. He was like, you want to meet up 
then tomorrow we can do practice in the park I was like cool yeah let's drum and chant and like you know clear some energy I was like yeah I've really been like there's, there's a heaviness around this breakup and he was like yeah I really get it and I was like oh that's interesting and then, so we went to meet up that day Hilly Field um, Park which is like my local park and then like I was not expecting what happened like we ended up spending the whole day together we had a medicine ceremony we were like doing chakra toning like there was this incredible another vortex of energy like con- you know the consciousness between us like whoa it was like a glitch in the matrix and I remember we we had some plant medicine at the time we had like a bit of mushrooms and I remember looking at uh, Ruben when he was speaking one moment and being like what's going on like this is like I'm I'm receiving my own energy through this person I was like this is like it was tripping me out you know I was like what is going on here and we couldn't leave each other and we ended up manif- we were talking about instant manifestation and then like someone we knew just like appeared and then we went and ended up making like a music video with them and drumming and singing with these people and the day was just flowing in this mad energy and you know, we, you know, there was such closeness and intimacy immediately with us, but it, it was almost like it was, it was beyond like sexual kind of tension of like, oh, like I think I like this person. It was just like this instant recognition and love. We were like holding hands, and there was this deep love and connection, but it felt so pure. It was so different to anything else that we'd experienced. And so I was almost like, what's happening here? And then when we said goodbye, like we spent the whole day together. And then we said goodbye and he went to leave. And I remember feeling this sense of like, oh, what's happening? Is leaving? We should be together. And I was like, whoa. And I just, I literally just broke up with my ex. And then the next day we were kind of, we spoke in the morning, then we were integrating more. And then, yeah, it all started to, it, it all became clear. I had to go away for a festival where I was sharing some kid fans. And so I did that space because Ruben had already realized, he said even before we'd met up, that he already knew that we could, there was this potential for us to be in a relationship. And I, I hadn't, I obviously was in a different headspace. Um, but yeah, I ended up coming home early from the festival because we both got the download and realization that, 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 you know, we were each other's twin and that we'd met our twins. And I, I'd known I was on the twin same journey and I'd been in my, my last relationship had been a false twin relationship, which very much prepared me a hundred percent to be the person that could actually meet Ruben, my true twin. Um, and Ruben was like, he didn't know so much about twin flame journey, but he's like, I don't know much about twin flames, but like you are me. And he, he was the one that meant it first. And then I was like, what? And then it was like. All, all the pieces of the puzzle just came flooding together and both of us when we were apart were feeling this like massive expansion in our energy field and both of us were you know just through having met each other had had this huge activation and there was so much energy flowing in so it was like right it was just a lot it was the most powerful you know otherworldly experience really you know and then yeah so that was the journey and then then we were together for about a month yeah like sort of just spending time together bathing in the love well, actually, no, that same day we met, we said that we needed to share the energy. Yeah, remember? well, when, one of the things that, like, it, I mean, there's so many little moments and, and little events that led up to us meeting each other, like, so many things. We could talk about this for ages, that's why I never looked at it. But, yeah, we had met, we had, we realised this energy that we were feeling between us was so strong, like, we knew, we literally said that this energy is not meant, it's not just for us, like, we're not meant to just hold this in our own, like, space, it's meant to be, like, spread outwards. And when we actually met, we were both at a point in our lives, so obviously Nashville was coming out of a relationship, but I was at a point in my life, the first ever time, where like all the love I was I was I was seeking for externally, like I started to return some of that back to myself. Like it was at a point where I wasn't looking for any external validation or like sense of like belonging, acceptance for anyone from anyone, where I aligned with meeting in the ashram in my life, you know. So that was like a massive piece of us coming together because it wasn't like I wasn't seeking anything. I wasn't looking for a relationship. So it's really interesting how this relationship came into my life at such a moment. But yeah, we um, 
I mean, there's so much we can talk about. But yeah, going forward into our relationship, we basically spent about a month together, just kind of just getting to know each other more and more in a kind of honey honeymoon sort of period. Um, yeah, starting to do a little bit of shadow work with each other and just kind of, you know, kind of, yeah, getting used to each other's energy, basically. Um, and after a month, we like, yeah, we realized that we need to start sharing this. And we started thinking about names for like, yeah, a little, like, we didn't want to call it a business at the time, actually. I remember we were saying, we don't want it to be a business. It's like a practice. So it's like, we, we still had that listening around the whole, like, money and spirituality sort of thing. I remember having conversations with you about that. Like, we don't want to call it like a business. But we basically set up a business, um, like, set up uh, the Ascension Seat, basically, to serve. Of course, yeah. together. It was, yeah, we really we really knew, basically, the energy was not meant to be contained between us. And we had to share. And then it kind of just exploded. I mean... Yeah, we just started doing as many events as we could uh, at the time, like just little things in our house. We weren't really doing much online things at the moment. We did a retreat. Yeah, we, then we did we did two retreats, um, which were mate, which were amazing, which were super, super, super amazing. Wow. And then, what kind of things were you guys doing on the retreats for people? So the first retreat was called um, Alchemy for Ascension, embodying your new Earth frequency. So that was basically about alchem- the alchemical process of birthing yourself into. Yeah, being being part of the the movement of the new earth and what that actually means, rather than just kind of detaching from the physical and like being in some space of ascension where you're like completely grounded. Yes. It was more about like embodying the frequency which you want to contain within your physical body to like assist the world moving forward. And you know, there was wow. a lot of, you remember some of the other yeah, things, didn't it? It was it was there was a lot of sound work because obviously I'd just come up with sound training. We still use sound a lot in our work, as you can feel even from our Instagram, but. Yeah, we, we did, you know, a lot of sound journeying, sound activations. Um, we were, you know, doing, working a lot with the earth. I mean, a lot of meditation, like there was movement work. I mean, we always include like so many different things, like, you know, and our, our offerings are always super intuitive. So often we'll do practices and offer practices that are just completely channeled that we haven't experienced before. And so that's so beautiful because we get to co-create and, and bring through something completely new. So that was really powerful our first retreat and and before that we were yeah we were doing you know cacao ceremonies with kirtan we were, we also did some um held some medicine ceremonies yeah. with mushrooms we we were doing you know yeah lots of different work with sound with intention just embodying all these sorts of things very very guided but you know, like we did some work as well yeah, we did a few couple of things as well we were just like anything we can focus on like <laughs> yeah i love it I love it. Well, the two of you are such powerful beings as individuals and just coming together, you're just such a light, such a such a force to be reckoned with in this world. And I think especially in these times where there's so much uncertainty, you know, there's really it feels like we really have to walk towards our light and shine our light as brightly as we possibly can for this collective liberation that's happening at the moment and you mentioned this is something that you're really passionate about like really anchoring in the new earth and giving people real tools so that they can really embody what that means and I I really think we're all here on this planet right now for this exact reason so we can do this so what is this journey for you guys like what does this look like when we talk about the new earth when we talk about collective liberation what are some of the things that people need to do to start really embodying their light more and more for this new for this new earth that we're that we're walking into right now? Mm, I love that question. So, I mean, for me, like, I feel like our light naturally wants to shine, and our light is is, is also our love. You know, it's the love in our hearts. It's the love that is our essence. 
right? And so the, the process of, of shining your light more is, is essentially, for me, the way I understand it, of integrating your shadow and peeling back kitchen layers that are holding your light in. Uh, you know, our natural state is to want to express our essence, express our energy, express our love, to offer, you know, the essence of who we are to the world in a way that uplifts the collective and raises the vibration of the planet and of anyone and anything that we are in relationship with. And so, you know, the journey starts with you always, right? Like you can't support others, you know, but, you know, to, to elevate their own light and sound until you've got to a place of, of expressing your own. And that comes from deep inner work, self-reflection, time in silence, stillness, meditation. Like there are so many ways to heal. And this is another thing about healing is that our bodies naturally want to heal and we are here to heal we're here to integrate the fragmented aspects of self so we can return to wholeness and unity within and without right so you know with healing I always say it's a process of allowing healing to happen by kind of getting ourselves out of the way or putting ourselves in environments that are conducive to healing that allow us open to meet the parts of us that we've deemed ugly or bad or that we're ashamed of or that we deny or suppress or mask over and so I feel like if you're someone that's kind of early on on your journey of you know meeting the shadow and desiring to shine your light more it, it, it always starts with those uncomfortable places of being willing to sit with your own darkness and to know that there is darkness within you and there's darkness within everyone and that's not bad or um, and then for people who are, you know, further along on their journey, like it's always just a case of deepening, you know, the more you want to expand in your light and your power and to express, you know, more love, more freely, you know, you get to choose to initiate yourself more deeply into the layers of darkness that have been, deep, you know, more deeply buried up until this point, right? Because we have to ex we kind of expand both ways. As we want to expand into our light, we expand deeper into our shadow and bring more love and more light to the deeper buried layers of shadow so we can alchemize and then embody, you know, the wisdom, the lesson, the integration of love that happens as a result of that process. So then we can share it with others effortlessly because it's our own experience. Beautiful. Yeah, I think for anyone that has witnessed you both on Instagram or anyone that's just listening to you guys share can feel such light energy from you and so it's really interesting to hear you talk so much about how important going into our shadows and the darkness is as well so for anyone listening that doesn't really know how to start that kind of journey um, or for anyone that's a little bit scared of like well if I go into my darkness what if I just get lost there what advice do you have because you are both so light and I think it's really important that people are hearing that it's not just all about love and light all the time it's about going into those shadows like how do people get started with that they have as much power as we give to them so like when you acknowledge that there are things that you have um that you have that, you, that have made home within your body that are not necessarily aligned with with uh with, with unity consciousness or with like the the reality of like interconnectedness um it's super important to know that all things come to pass so like i, I know that I still have, on in some level, some conditioned belief that if I go into my pain, if I go into things that I've been trying to avoid, that I'm going to be stuck there forever. And that, like you're saying, I'm, I'm never going to be able to come out of that deep place. Like, you know, I used to say to Nasha, oh, I'm going to be depressed. If I go into those, those deeper shadows, I'm just going to be depressed. I don't need to be depressed. Like, but really what it is, is like everything, everything will pass. Like nothing is, nothing is, is nothing is permanent. You know, even when things get like, it like stagnant like there's still energy brewing there and moving and eventually it's going to it's going to change the form's going to change 
So one thing I would say to people who are starting to go into their shadows is to know that everything will pass. When you're in a moment of your life where something is feeling really like, feeling really restrictive and you feel like you can't break through and that you can't get any further than you are, all it, all you really need to do is just hold space for yourself. It doesn't have to be so hard. Like you don't, I was saying like, you don't have to go in and find the exact memory where that trigger came from. You don't have to like dig deep and like get all to all the, the, the finding the root cause of the thing, like, that will come, that, that arises naturally. It's if not it's some, meant to, yeah. Yeah, if it's meant to, it's not something that you like, that you force and you don't try and like constantly excavate your shadow because there are people as well who are uh, addicted to shadow work because they always, they always want to build on themselves and they always want to be like, they always want to be progressing and we're naturally in a state of progression all the time. But like the, the balance of light and dark is like acceptance of both within yourself. So it's like acknowledging that the shadow is there and that's not we can never get rid of that we can never get rid of that we can become we can, we can make friends with the shadow and understand how it has an effect on our lives and you know and how other people receive us usually the, the, the best way to do shadow work is through other people it's how other people receive you because even if your intention is completely different to what someone else is seeing within you the, the way that they're receiving you is, is a reflection whether it's to do their things or not you know it's so yeah usually shadow work is it's about holding space for yourself as well, but it's also seeing how people receive you in the world, you know, and not taking that necessarily so personally, which is a hard thing because it's like, wait, it's about me, you know? Um, yes, but I think it's about holding space for yourself and, and finding safe spaces to do that. Usually the safest place to do it is in, in, in your own space. Or letting yourself be supported. And and I, I think it's really important to to reframe the way we think about darkness instead of seeing it as this bad, you know, ugly thing that we need to be scared of. It's like this is just a part of us that needs love, that needs awareness, you know, it needs attention, you know. And so it's like a, a wounded part of us, you know, a part of us that got lost, you know. And so to be found and it's found through our willingness to go there and to meet it with love. You know, when we shame the shadow because we think it's bad or wrong, it's like it hides more. It hides deeper because we, we're saying, I don't want to find you because if I find you, it will feel terrible to think that I am that and that I'm bad and wrong because this exists within me. But we're not our shadow. It's just, you know, it's an aspect of us that has become fragmented, that, that needs to be integrated back into our whole through consciousness and loving awareness, right? And so, yeah, we get to, to reframe the way we look at the shadow. We get to befriend the shadow. We get to take steps as well you know you don't have to go into it all at once right when I started my journey I remember like I had this huge you know dark night of the soul and this you know big shadow awareness come through and then I started so it was like I was peering into the depths and I was like there is so much more here I was like there is so much more shadow here and I remember feeling so scared like I don't even know when this is ever gonna end and like like whoa like the amount of shadow that I'm sensing and feeling within my own being I'm like I don't know how I could get through that you know and and the beauty is that you don't have to go through it all at once. You just do it layer by layer. And so you're only ever meeting what you're capable of meeting. But often the fear that you're going to have to go into all of it and you're going to meet like all the parts of you at once. But you won't if you're not ready for that. You know, you'll only meet what you're ready for. And your capacity will continually increase, right? And as you expand in your light, you also expand in your capacity to hold more of your darkness. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of get initiated more and more. But, you know, like seek out those that have walked the path ahead of you. Let yourself be supported by people that have loving relationships to both light and darkness and know that darkness isn't bad or wrong it, it, it are, you know the reason for being is to integrate darkness and to to bring it back to love and to send love to all parts of ourselves. you know um so yeah it, it, it can feel scary it can feel confronting and that's also okay so it's like it doesn't you don't need to feel like yay shadow work you know <laughs> 
I love shadow. Give me the shadow work. I'm here for it. But they're people that have initiated themselves through, you know, many layers of shadow work. And so they know that they'll get through the other side and that they'll feel, you know, liberated and expanded and so grateful, right? If you're not yet there, if you haven't walked yourself through or been walked through a layer of shadow, it's okay for you to feel like, I don't know whether this is going to be okay. Um, and you also can find the part of you that does know, the soul part of you deep down that knows that you came here to learn this lesson and you're capable of meeting that darkness. And you, you only get what you're ready to receive, you know, like, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just you. It's not like you're going to go into the darkness and you're going to be left in some bottomless pit. You're held by creator, by source, by the divine mind, by your own, you know, cosmic body, by, by the consciousness within you. So you're only going to be able to see and integrate, you know, another layer from the veil, you know, that you're ready to meet. And then the process will just take its own time. So you can trust the process, trust yourself. You can trust your subconscious mind as well. You can trust, you can just trust all of it, right? It's divinely orchestrated and there's a technology happening, even if it can feel chaotic and incoherent, there's always an order, you know? Yeah. And one of the, one of the things I want to say is that as as humanity, okay, as as a collective, we have a lot of darkness within us. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of impure energy, if you like, even if that is, you know, everything is, is connected in a higher, in a higher, higher realm and in a, in a much in a much higher vision of existence, everything is interconnected, but there's a lot of deep things happening on earth. And that's why shadow work is so important because when you can learn to meet these things within yourself, you can then guide other people through those places and not be in such a state of like, just, yeah, like love and light and, you know, anchoring in spiritual bypassing essentially and anchoring in more separation. A lot of the time unconsciously, like, because a lot of people come to spirituality into like you know body work and like meditation and whatever their their way into that that world is is usually because it it creates some sense of liberation it makes them feel better about themselves you know it like it allows them to heal it allows them to release which is super super important i'm not saying those things aren't important but what can happen a lot is this, the, the the separation gap can 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 grow because we as we as we get more into our light and tuning into kind of the the 5d sort of consciousness we can we can move ourselves further away from people who really need healing who are deep deep in the shadow or deep in the in the in the toxic parts of of life and, and don't see a way for them to move move beyond that so by by integrating our shadow and and learning to use it as a tool and understanding what its, its purpose is to help us actually to move forward to evolve you can help other people go through that space i always like to mention that yeah you know a lot of the time we do come to these spiritual spiritual spaces to avoid deeper things within ourselves and we, and we often find along our journey that we can't hide from it if we really want, <laughs> we want to yes the next level that's the journey exactly that's the journey yeah beautiful yeah i love that you shared as well about the 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 impure forces that are that do exist and you know when you're talking about shadow work as individuals it makes me reflect on the the collective shadow that we're kind of all moving through and it seems like we all have to collectively do this shadow work for the planet in order to move to this new paradigm that we're all speaking about you know there's a lot of things that have been brought to the forefront that we've been avoiding or not speaking about or not looking at for a long time in particular racism you know misogyny like all of these kind of dark more shadowy aspects of humanity that we've not been giving enough attention to that have now been brought up for us to heal and look at can you speak into that a little bit more like the kind of collective shadow work that we're all doing 
yes absolutely so the collective and personal shadow work like they're very very much interconnected right they are reflecting each other so we'll notice often that the energetics that we'll be excavating you know within our personal world will also be mirrored in in what's happening in the collective and so you know as the earth ascends and the vibration of the planet uh, elevates into a new plane a new field of of consciousness everything within the earth field also you know gets to calibrate on some level to that vibration and so that means that there's this purification process happening um which is you know you can witness in in the physical earth and and the way she's purging and clearing and you know this you know recycling of energy into new forms and there's a, a massive kind of collective death process happening both energetically and physically um and in the consciousness of the collective um this this looks like what you said you know like deeply buried collective shadows coming to light around mm. you know separate different forms of separation essentially hierarchy racial hierarchy you know the false hierarchy of sexes you know patriarchy misogyny like the class system um you know major imbalances in in distribution of wealth and power all of these things that are upholding the the old structure the old way of of operating in in the world all of them kind of have to come to the light so that these different um pillars of false power can be shaken up and you know broken down so that something new can grow so you know if if this is all built into the framework of the earth you know in order for these things to break down it's like the the consciousness around them that is upholding the physical structure needs to break down too so we we we're witnessing this process of you know this breakdown in 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 consciousness as the collective consciousness you know pushes to expand and light and true love and true light come through to expand the collective consciousness where people start to see these things and it's like people are collectively opening their eyes to the way we've been manipulated and and the way these systems and these forms of oppression and separation have been internalized in in the functioning of and framework and fabric of our society right and then we get to look at those same things within ourselves and we realize oh it's not just outside us it's it acted outside of us if we can start to see it outside then we start to see that it's main home within right and so it's all interconnected if we can see outside then we can find it inside and the most powerful offering we can make to the process the collective process of um you know purifying our consciousness into resonance with true love is to you know excavate that distorted programming of the old paradigm from within us you know these programs that cause us to use others to manipulate to believe ourselves to be above others to separate from some and go towards you know others and 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 feel you know superiority or to look down on others to project things on others based on their external appearance their background you know there are so many layers to the way the ways that separation and oppression have been programmed mm. into us and how our bodies are enacting these different forms of separation and um our, our our bodies actually uphold our bodies and our unconscious uphold the old paradigm in all of our relationships and all of our interactions in very subtle ways and it's very complex because you know often the ego especially if we believe ourselves to be someone on the path of spiritual evolution and uh, you know someone who's healing and and is holding space for light in the world often then we we might not want to see where we actually are still complicit in in upholding the very same structures that we proclaim to be about dismantling right and so that's where we get to really you know take take our work deeper by holding ourselves personally accountable for you know new levels of consciousness expansion really seeing subtle layers and subtle energetics that 
are misaligned with the truth of who we are. And that means like letting go sometimes of identity and a sense of who we've been and who we've projected and presented ourselves to be. Because we are doing this work for the collective, for true love, you know, for, for the manifestation of true liberation on earth. And to embody that means to like initiate ourselves into those fires of transformation that, that really burn us up and realize that we're not good you know we're not right we're not you know we're not separate from those that are still deep in the shadow and, mm -hmm. and do you know really haven't done the work you know like the work is the work and there's no point that we you know become above anyone else even though our, our ego and our spiritual ego might you know sometimes you know project that <laughs> or desire to see ourselves as having arrived somewhere right because whilst the world remains as it is and so many people are suffering and there's so much oppression and separation in so many ways, then, then we can't be free. It's not possible that I can be completely liberated and, and everyone else remains in, in shadow and darkness and, and in, in chains, you know, whether they're physical chains or, you know, energetic chains. Like, if other people aren't free because the other, the other is me, then I, I'm not free, right? So this is not to say that it's our job to liberate everyone because everyone's on their own soul journey, but then we're also... We're here on Earth together. We're bonded and connected in a unique way by the nature of us, us, us being here on Earth right now, being alive. And so we are, as Earth's body, right, as, as alive particles of Earth's body right now, we are on one soul journey of, of liberation and ascension into a higher plane of consciousness. And so that's why our work is so deeply about service and serving the collective and, and remembering those that get forgotten and, and, you know, expanding consciousness and also you know really looking at how the kind of the conscious community and the, the kind of field of spirituality in many ways reflects you know a lot of the dynamics and the power structures and the imbalances and the, the kind of subconscious you know hidden you know agendas and and you know structure power structures false power structures of the the 3d which everyone wants to escape because if you don't excavate those threads you know of distorted programming from yourself and then you're someone that's leading others. You're leading others into something that appears to be different, but in many ways remains the same, right? And so this isn't about what people say or what we present or how things look on the surface. This is a, a deeper level of energetic integrity that really it's only about you and God. Like God sees yeah. and knows where yeah. you're actually <laughs> at, not where you present yourself. Yeah, you you are, right? And so it's whether or not you become who you want to be, who you say you are, you know, that's, that's your soul journey with God. And if you want to truly serve, the highest contribution you can make is to, you know, truly like say, I'm, I'm here to, to be used by God and in, to, to serve collective liberation and the manifestation of true love on earth and true unity. And, you know, in order for that intention to manifest, I know that I have to offer myself and my own shadow and my own, you know, behaviors and my woundings and all the parts of me, I have to offer them to be purified in, those flames of transformation and I'm willing to initiate myself through those fires wow potent so so beautiful so what advice would you give to people who are a little more introverted and maybe don't see themselves as a leader just yet maybe they don't feel as comfortable expressing themselves online you know putting themselves out there maybe they don't want to start a business or, or anything of the sort but they you know how can people like that start to step into the leadership in their own life because i know that you believe that and i believe too that we're all here to be leaders we're all here to be paradigm shifters what advice do you have for people listening they're a little more like that mm. so yes amazing 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 question so yeah i guess being a leader like there's a lot of 
misconceptions of what a leader is or the leaders that we have been conditioned to to see in the world usually portray qualities which which we can see as sometimes not so pure okay so like we see a lot of the so-called leaders doing horrific things we see a lot of distortion a lot of separation manifested in the label as a leader so one thing that has come to light for me recently through doing the course I'm doing at the moment is that like being a leader looks different to everybody to, 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 to each individual it looks completely different some people will be speaking more outwardly online or be like standing up to things that they you know have, have just been kind of allowing to pass pass them by before some people will be speaking up in relationships or be like setting boundaries of family like it looks different to everybody it's not just you like standing up and in your power and like and like speaking to the world in like this in this way where you process all this stuff and there's no more to like look at like it's about it's about um it's about kind of what we've been speaking about already it's about kind of owning your journey um and and being kind of transparent about what you have processed so you can keep leading yourself forward and, and kind of guide the way for others so they can do the same for themselves i think for people who are more kind of introverted and don't really feel like they want to start a business i guess what it is is like a fundamental question we all we need to ask at some point in our life is like what is it that we want from life because we do have more power than we are conditioned to believe okay like we have a lot more power than we believe in all the decisions we make every day and the things that we um give to ourselves and the way we treat our bodies naturally says the way we speak to our bodies like there's so many little things we, we, which we can do to enhance or change or or kind of co-create with the divine if you like to like orchestrate your life like it's not you know whether whether you're alive or not like life is happening like there's a there's a, a, a force much greater than us happening all the time but you are alive experiencing life for a reason so you can move forward and the more you come into your present moment the more you um, connect with your body your environment you can tune more into the frequency of of unconditional love which of course is an ongoing process you can learn to lead yourself forward in your life and and take some control back, take some of the control that's been taken away from us back. So we can, yeah, we can take action in our life. And that looks different to everybody. Some people will be standing up in their power and wanting to start a business and, you know, and confidently moving forward in ways that they, they wouldn't have believed before. Some people, it's just literally speaking up to somebody who they haven't been able to speak up to for a long time or it's having a conversation or it's yeah. those sorts of things, you know? I would say, I'd say for people that are introverted that are wanting to, you know, integrate this consciousness in their life like it's really the choice to become the leading energy in your life consciously because you already are but when you add consciousness and you decide okay well i want to expand in this way what does expansion look like for you what does expansion into love look like for you because that's what you know this is all about right we're all here to expand love on earth so how do i want to expand love in my life in my reality in a way that feels you know comfortable for me right now whilst also pushing my comfort zone as it relates to love right and so how do I allow myself to love myself more how do I you know choose to give more love to others how do I choose to look at the world more compassionately you know like that's what it all comes down to on a fundamental level love right whether you're someone that's a, a conscious leader who's influencing loads of people and has a big business making loads of money or you're someone that's like I don't want a business I just want to you know raise the frequency of the planet and you know however I can whilst remaining in my kind of bubble of it it's love it's the same thing you know it doesn't matter whether you're outward or inward it's all about love right we're all here to serve love we're all here in co-creation with the divine with the universe with god whatever you want to call the energy of creation we're all here to co-create with that energy to serve love 
So that's what it comes down to. So it gets to be so simple and we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to think about it. It's, it comes down to an energy. We know the feeling of true love. And if you feel like you don't know, because many of us haven't found that in our relationships, we often haven't had it from our parents yeah. and in, in the mirrors we've, we've you know, met in life. So if you want to feel true love, like meditate with, you know, do meditations online. There's free meditations to connect to the divine, to connect to divine love. Go and be with the earth and ask to feel the love of earth. You know, there are, there are ways to connect to unconditional love and to know that feeling. Loving kindness meditations are an amazing way to feel the true energy of love. And so the more you commune with that energy of true unconditional love, you know, naturally you'll start to embody that energy more and more and you'll run it through your system and you'll choose that energy rather than the energy of distortion or fragmentation or the absence of love. And then naturally that just starts to flow out of you. The more you fill yourself up with that love, you end up vibrating out. And that's that's what it all comes down to. When you strip it all back, all of the, the words and the consciousness and, you know, the ways that we can serve, like that's it. Your highest offering is to to give love as much as you can and that starts with you so love on yourself more and more every day and that simple intention you know it will show you the way will always become clear for how you can love yourself more if you continuously ask the divine like how can i love myself more and how can i embody more love right and when you love yourself more you naturally want to give it out so what would happen to an introverted person right who just really devoted to communing with unconditional love every single day in their current life and to vibrate in that through their field to then that energy come towards themselves naturally you would start to want to serve love outwardly you know <laughs> and i wouldn't be surprised if eventually you start being like i'm going to do these free meditations to spread healing love <laughs> that is what love wants to do it wants to expand right so maybe you know, like however that looks for you that there will always be ways that love will want you will naturally desire to expand love through you the more you let yourself be filled by it mm. So beautiful. Well, you two are just pure, pure magic. I could honestly listen to you guys transmit this beautiful frequency of love all day long. So thank you so much for sharing all of all of what you do. There are three questions that I love to ask all of our guests on love, sex and magic. The first one is what is something that you guys are really loving right now? Something we're really loving right now. Well, we're parents, so we are falling in love with our child more and more every day. And personally, I'm just loving watching her being evolved, to be honest, and like connecting with the world and noticing different things every time they go out for like a walk. Like, just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving going on the journey of life again, to be honest. Like, when I, I do get moments to just be really present with them, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm falling in love with them to be honest <laughs> mm -hmm. beautiful yeah for me I mean what am I loving right now I like I love so many things you know I, I love learning and growing I love getting more in tune with like my body I love my child Shiloh she just brings me just ultimate joy and healing and and you know growing as a parent she supports Shiloh the most experience ever um I'm loving how we're expanding in our business and like, you know, really going quantum and, and, and initiating ourselves into what's possible so that we can show others that they can do the same. And that's so beautiful to see, especially in this last year, because we've massively expanded in our business and our abundance and our audience and just in all ways, you know, like it's been a huge thing for us. And to be able to mirror and model that to others, like, it, you know, we literally see it, the feedback loop in our containers and everyone that comes into our field, they're like, you've inspired me so much to know that I can do that. And 
that is just the ultimate gift. So I, like that's that's really nourishing me so much. What is something that turns you on? Mm. I it's so funny this question because like first of all my, my mind tells me like I, I straight away go to like what turns me on is like sex or something but then what comes to mind is like what turns me on for like life like what, what yeah. excites me for life and yeah uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great question I'm like, like I'm racking my brain for something to think now I, I feel like I feel like uh How do you feel yeah like <laughs> I mean for me it's like when I'm in the to me, like music's coming to me now. Like when I'm in a space of like, I'm like inside a song or like inside music. Mm. I'm, like, I'm not like listening to a song. Like I'm in the song and I can feel the song moving through me. Like that is something that 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 I can honestly say that gives me a feeling of being turned on and being like being like charged. Like I feel the creation, the sexual creation, like charge in my body. Like that's definitely something that I think yes. excites me and like. Yeah, and, and, and wants me and, and, and it makes me want more. It makes me want more of that, definitely for sure. Uh yeah, I mean I'm just in love with body work at the moment and we've for the past year been including a lot of pleasure work in our practices and, and really getting people into their body through pleasure and I literally holding space for others to do that while doing it myself. That is just <laughs> this incredible like pleasure echo chamber. I, I find it so arousing. I feel so juicy, like whenever I I'm like holding that space because I always let myself go deeper as I initiate others into their body and their pleasure in that way. And like, it's just, it's such an amazing gift to be able to share with others, you know? So I love, I love pleasure in their body. Mm, I love these answers. And then finally, when was the last time you experienced magic? Oh, wow. I feel like we experience magic every day, like... I think in this podcast, yeah, like, yeah, probably, yeah. like, last, the last time, right? <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, every day. Like, there's always these moments of, like, you know, intense magic. Like, And I feel like some moments of magic are, like, subtle. Like, you know, just, just really being present and seeing the sunrise or, like, you know, the sunset or just, like, seeing the beauty of, of a, a, a small moment, like, the water rippling. Like, there's so much little magic, subtle magic in if you're present enough to notice it. And then there are these moments of absolute magic where, like, you know, my child will come and, like, wake me up in the morning and just, like, give me these kisses on my head. And I'm just there, like, oh, like, receiving. And she'll be gone, I'll be like, thank you. And she'll come back and she'll just give me another kiss. And it's just the most beautiful feeling mm. in the world. That's that's probably the highest magic that I experience day to day. Like, those moments are just priceless. You know, it's, it's so interesting with this question. It's making me feel that it's, it's reminding me that, like, yeah, of course, life is magic. Like, is magic but there's it's funny because within this question it's like there's always there's still this part of us that like not that wants more but it's like trying to like constantly connect to something like profound i'm not saying that that's still what you're saying with this question but it's making me reflect of like there's still a part of us in humanity where we're seeking we're seeking more magic and we're seek we're like we want to see like the mad synchronicities we want to see something completely unexplainable we're like and to me, yeah, I'm, right now I'm getting that message again of just like life is like life is magic, and and that is to me is that's the work, like that is the work, like with the deep presence of life. You no, know, we are experiencing life, like that is incredible, and the fact that we can come out of presence with that reality is something to I think something that is to be to be worked on, and something to be acknowledged because that's where all the magic comes from, doesn't it? Really, when you're in presence of experience, to, to know what you're experiencing, and and you're there in the amazement of it, like. Whenever we fall back into patterns of just like 
of of yeah unconsciousness and kind of you know conditioned behavior but you missed the magic in you, those moments exactly the yeah yeah happening all the time right but like there's also a different energetic for when you set the intention to uh, co-create yeah. magic with the divine so for example with this podcast we set that intention before and we asked the consciousness to come through and to be serving love in a pure way and so then this transmission of energy lands through all of us in co-creation and it's super powerful and we feel it rippling through our bodies and we feel the presence of a divine force that is greater than all of us but has come through because of our shared intention and so that's intentional magic right and so miracles often people say oh it's a miracle and miracles often feel a bit disconnected yeah. from our own power to intentionally create and cultivate magic and, and magic is just you know it's in existence it's woven within the fabric of every moment if we choose to see it yeah. but when we want to activate you know a higher level of magic in our lives that's when we get to be like i am an anchor for magic i'm calling in magic <laughs> i'm opening myself intentionally as a vessel for magic, magic to flow yes. in co-creation with my bath or with my shower or with my <laughs> the group container i'm holding or with my partner or by being so present with my child and so we can call in and amplify the magic through our intention in those moments and that's where like the magic just gets turned up on <laughs> Wow. Well, you two are both pure magic for sure. Where can everyone come and connect with you more, work with you, get more of your magic in their lives? So you can find us on Instagram at The Ascension Seed and we're always sharing so much magic there, songs and reels and inspiration and just all the beauty. And we also share all of our offerings on there. We do a lot of online courses and just activations, just all of our work is just super magical and it's all co-creation and it calls you into your multi-dimensional self. Um, our website is theascentionseed.com and yeah, Instagram is just the best place to come vibe with us, be in our world, feel our flow, connect with us and send us a DM if you want to connect deeper. We're here, like mm -hmm. we love to connect with you all. It's such a, an honour and thank you all for listening, those of you that have been here to receive this. We felt you with us and thank you so much, Mel, for inviting us in. This yes. is so beautiful. Niasha and Ruben, you two are just such a such a force. Thank you so much for spreading your light on this beautiful planet. And everyone, please go and connect with them to receive more magic in your lives. So thank you so much, both of you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Send us all love. love.